0: Okay, we're all in
1: take five. Hook 'em up with E and Rod P. Brought to you by Bud Light on the Horn.
2: Oh, what a Wednesday it is. Looking at my forecast here to see when the uh, temperatures begin to really drop. Looking forward to that.
0: Can't wait. Can't wait! Can't
2: wait! Yeah, tomorrow's high temperature, Rod, 84 degrees. the Last time we saw 84, 83, 76 Saturday. Come on now.
0: During the day? <laughs>
2: During the day, like the heat of the day will be yeah,
0: 76. Yeah, we haven't seen. It. At night, maybe you've gotten there Six in the months? morning a couple of times, but it, it's rare. It's rare, man. I can't wait for it. Oh, big we time
2: Wednesday, it. big time Wednesday over the hump, and we're talking already the college football weekend. Is it upset Saturday? Longhorns certainly hope not. But there are some games that just kind of look that way. Also, Rangers with a big win yesterday in the baseball playoffs. Now went win away from the divisional round. Hey, maybe they have a little national moment of silence for the Minnesota Twins who finally ended North America's longest playoff losing streak. Thank you, Minnesota. That was fun to see yesterday. We'll reset that <laughs> for you coming up also this hour. Rod will take us behind the burnt orange curtain. Uh, and then uh, we'll hit some... Off the record, oh yeah. How about this though, Rod, I wanted to ask you some bullish or BS? But uh, oh, shizzle. Caleb Williams, quarterback USC, you no, know, pretty, pretty good, pretty good player. Winner.
0: Number one overall pick.
2: Now, and, and this is this story, This is a rumor. This is one of those you know Netflix or Reddit rabbit holes. Faruma, For Faruma. For but uh, we know that Caleb Williams' dad has been outspoken about some things, and he could come back, and all these things. Um, and here's like, with with nil one of the third and fourth and fifth level effects of name, image, and likeness. Mm -hmm. Get ready for this. That uh, Here is a report that says, Caleb Williams says he can make more money returning to USC next season than as a rookie in the NFL, so he gets to have leverage on the team he goes to. Caleb's only five teams he would want to play for are the Cowboys, Raiders, Vikings, Giants, and 49ers. (laughs) (laughs) Now, that could be complete hogwash, but at the same time, the base premise of that is probably right. That never... like. Why was John Elway able to leverage his way out of going to the Baltimore Colts or Indianapolis Colts and end up in Denver mm-hmm. because he had baseball? Like he was uh, he was a New York Yankees prospect and had the money and he could have gone and said and that was his leverage to the Colts of Hey, I don't have to play for you."
0: Didn't Eli Manning do that too?
2: Yeah, he, well, Eli and the Manning family mm-hmm. did the same thing in the um, the draft class of I 20- say
0: Dion did it too, and Dion used baseball too. He did. Dion did it as well
2: because you could never pay pay. You know amateur athletes, but yeah. now these guys are making good money. Caleb's out in Los Angeles; I'm sure he's got good money coming in for the NIL. And so, I, I don't know how this will play out, but it, it you know, because basically saying if the right team's not at the top of the draft or the right team doesn't acquire the pick for the time, I'm not coming out. That's I mean, gonna be an interesting. He's thing got in options.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I think it's a wise decision. We just talked about. There's some franchises, they are so dysfunctional that they almost feel like they're cursed, but it's just ineptitude. Cleveland, Chicago. Chicago, Exactly. They don't know if they're cursed at the quarterback position because they don't know how to figure it out, but it's just because they have have bad organizational habits. Um, And he's basically trying to avoid those types of teams. And there's a bit of marketing upside here too. New York Giants, New York City, Cowboys, they're the number one Uh, TV star on America's number one TV show, Las Vegas, the Vegas, right? I don't know why the hell Minnesota's there. Probably because of the wide receivers. Uh, He likes Uh, Vikings. And again, this right? He's got Jordan Addison, the former teammate of his, is there, right? And he got Justin Jefferson. he got the best, probably young, one of the best young wide receiving cores in the NFL. So that's probably why Minnesota there. And then of course San Fran. I don't know why he would put San Fran on there. They're not gonna you know get rid of Brock Purdy for Caleb Williams. That ain't happening because Brock Purdy is so damn cheap for him right now. (laughs)
2: Come on, he doesn't want to go back to his was on a dollar. <laughs> want to go back to his hometown and play in Washington with the Commanders and a new I guess, ownership group? No, it
0: doesn't seem that way, does it? Huh? No, it doesn't uh, seem that way. And no. the Cow-
2: would the Cowboys trade Dak Prescott to acquire that pick? Hell, Hell yeah. Yes. <laughs> what, <laughs> Of course what? they would,
0: and some more stuff. What else you want? You want something else? I'll give your dad. I'll throw in some other stuff yeah. in there. Come on, man. You want a yeah. Hall of Fame guard? I'll throw in that. Well, Come throwing, on, <laughs> throwing that out
2: there on a Wednesday because just get used to it. You it might is. as
0: well though. If you're Caleb Williams, you got that type of leverage. You gotta use it because that type of leverage only comes along. What do we name? Like four guys in modern NFL draft history that were able to say, "Nah, yeah, you guys. I'm not going to your fluster cluck of a franchise. I, I think I can. I can do better." And well, you name like Dunn Elway. Eli Manning, Deion Sanders. Right. And and it
2: <laughs> and by the way, it works. whether you liked it or not, it worked for John Elway because, the, you know, he went, went to five Super Bowls with the Broncos, won two of them, mm-hmm. right? Smart man. Um, Eli won two Super Bowls with the New York Giants. Smart dude. Chargers never made a Super Bowl, uh, who ended up with the, with Philip Rivers, of course, in that situation. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, uh, we'll see. Just keep an eye on that. And the other part of that is with these quarterbacks. Yes, it, you're going to make plenty of money if you go back to school. But as we've said, I mean, to get the clock ticking on that third contract. You know, that th- three three years in of your first contract, that second contract in the NFL. Yeah. Because as you've estimated, Rod, by the time Caleb Williams and oh. Shadour Sanders and Drake May and these guys are going for that second contract, wow, quarterbacks could be making 60 Six, 70, $75 oh. million dollars. So what, just look where th- they are
0: now; they're at fifty now. And, that, and think about how, where that how that accelerated. I mean, you're talking about like, eight, ten years ago. Hell, man, we was, I think quarterbacks would be the highest paid quarterbacks, being paid like th- like thirty something million dollars. Yeah, yeah. I'll go look it up. But it was, it is accelerated exponentially in the last couple of years. But that's mostly because the salary cap is also exploding now with all the new revenue sources, the new television contracts, the new streaming uh, revenue coming in, and also gambling revenue because they have all these uh, different contracts and partnerships with all these different Vegas uh, entities and all these different gambling entities now, too. Betting apps, too.
2: This is, uh, that's hogwash. Caleb never said anything like that. Look, that very, I said that very well may just be a complete joke. But at the same time, he does have that leverage. That, that's yeah, the, conversation. the conversation. is yeah, about exactly. whether he said yeah, that or yeah, not. Yeah. And yeah. those are the teams. Yeah. The, the thought is, he does have that leverage. And so does Schroeder Sanders and some of these those. guys. And um, we haven't seen that before, where the money the, might be better NIL? at yeah. the other side. That's Uh-oh.
0: interesting, and, though. Or at least it's it's enough to tide like, yeah. you over. know what I mean, like hey, I may not make the NFL money, but you think I can make five million this year? Okay, I'm good with that. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'll take the five million. That's fine. And I can wait for next year to right. see if a better option comes along. That's right. Uh, <laughs> all right. Let's get to the headlines, trending topics
2: to start your Wednesday. Top Gun Reynolds and Lonequa will bring you the news. Yeah, we start with the Longhorns. Third-ranked Texas continuing that game week prep for the 119th meeting with their rivals from the north of the Red River there, the Oklahoma Sooners. First time in a dozen years, both teams are undefeated when they meet at the Cotton Bolts. Also, the first time the Longhorns entered the game higher ranked than OU since 2009. 12th-ranked Longhorns, or Sooners, I should say, entered the game at 5-0. Much improved on defense and Important for this game, their senior quarterback Dylan Gabriel is healthy. Off to a great start. Uh, of course, last year Oklahoma went six and seven, and the Longhorns beat them by forty-nine in this game. But OU's defense that allowed over four hundred and sixty yards a game and more than thirty-three points last year in each game. So far this year, allowing just ten points a game and one hundred and twenty fewer yards per. Dylan Gabriel is healthy. And how about this stat for him, his first five games, he becomes one of just six FBS quarterbacks in the last twenty-seven seasons. To complete at least 75% of his passes through the first five games, while allowing while throwing for 15 touchdowns or more and two or fewer interceptions, pretty impressive. Steve Sarkisian knows whatever uh, it is, it's going to be a heck of a ball game on Saturday.
1: It's a great rivalry, right? And I don't think there's a whole lot of love lost between the fan bases, that between the ex players, the ex coaches. Um, there's a lot of crossover on both rosters of players that have played together in high school or against each other in high school. The coaching staffs have competed against each other, maybe not at these two institutions, but at different places. So um, in the end, you know, it, it is what it is. We're, we're trying to compete for a Big 12 championship, and so are they. And so it's going to take our best effort, uh, not only physically, but I think mentally, to be sharp Saturday.
2: 11 a.m. Saturday. We'll see who's the sharpest. We'll count it down all the way there. Baseball, eight teams in action yesterday. Day one of the 2023 MLB playoffs. How about the... uh... Texas Rangers rolling into Tampa, Tampa Bay and beating the Rays 4-0. But Jordan Montgomery, the left-hander, stud for the Rangers, dominated that yesterday. Six hits allowed over seven shutout frames. Corey Seager and Josh Young drove in runs. Rangers did benefit from uh, four Tampa errors, but they'll take it. Rangers can close that series out today with a win. They play at 2:08 uh, again. Nathan Eovaldi on the mound for Texas against 16-game winner Zach Eflin for the Rays. Also yesterday, the Twins finally ended that 18 years of postseason futility with a 3-1 win over Toronto also then last night the National League took the center stage first the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks went into Milwaukee and upset the Brewers 6-3 Then last night the Phillies beat the Marlins 3-1 behind Zach Wheeler their ace he punched out eight over six and two-thirds all four series are going again today game twos same schedule as yesterday Rangers at 208 you'll hear it right here on the horn
1: Horn Headlines brought to you by Top Gun Runners and Lawn Equipment. Halloween here is scarier than an OU cheerleader without makeup. but Nothing scarier than missing out on employee pricing on all our zero-turn mowers this month at Top Gun. TopGun.net will shoot you straight.
0: Uh, I did say earlier that um, I do prefer to call the Texas OU game the State Fair Street Fight. Just throwing it out there. I know that there's been a lot of talk about the Red River Showdown. We make shirts.
2: Hook them up. We could. Back, State Fair Street fight.
0: We could. Uh, shout out to my man Craig Way. Craig Way and I, we uh, collaborated on this years ago and we did a show together. He won't call it the State Fair Street fight because he's got to be official. So I think they call it the Red River. Is this a showdown again or the rivalry again? Showdown. Which one? The Showdown? Red it's River the, Showdown. It's
2: the Allstate.
0: State. All State Red River Showdown. Uh, the regular <laughs> rivalry, that's just too tough to say. I'm a state fair street fight guy. And the only reason I prefer street fight over shootout because politically correctness, right? The, we want to be politically correct. And some people believe that it's insensitive to call something a shootout. Shootouts are no longer acceptable, but street fights are acceptable in our society. We still celebrate the street fight. It's all good. As long as the street fight doesn't turn into a shootout. So street fight, good. Shootouts, bad. That's why state fair street fight over the Red River shootout or to shootout. To me,
2: when they call it the Red River rivalry, that no. seems redundant because, of course, it's, River it's, River. it's it's a rivalry. We know that.
0: But I know. Yeah, exactly.
2: Texas OU. Yeah. Um, Come the, on, man. Uh, but I'm a fan of just Texas OU. But Texas I OU? like I like uh, it's gotta somebody, have somebody a, said the uh, the D-Town, D-town throwdown. throwdown. That's pretty good. D-Town
0: throwdown is not bad. But like I said, State Fair Street Fight rolls off the top like for me.
2: It. That's very well done. And I, I'll keep calling it the State I'd Fair Street Fight. I'd buy that
0: T-shirt. Fight. Yeah, exactly. There you go. I mean, Street Fight still implies... We about to, you know, not about to bang some heads, we're about to, you know, I mean, get it on. But
2: yeah, street you know, fights are still acceptable because people just get out their phones and start recording them.
0: Yeah, street <laughs> fights happen all the time, right? Everybody T- just gets their phone up. Yeah, nobody's trying to break it up. You no, know, people want to watch. They're entertained by street fights. But go viral. There you go. See, that's why I'm still going with the, the street fight. There you go. So just.
2: Real quick. Somebody, we were talking about Caleb Williams and leverage with NIL now. This says, uh, what about Bo Jackson? Remember, yeah, Bo Jackson.
0: Oh, Bo Jackson. They had the, well,
2: they had the leverage of the USFL.
0: I didn't think about that. You're right. That's a great point. Yeah, a couple of guys must have done that then, actually. Well, Steve Young? Yeah. A lot of guys. guys a, couple a lot of guys. That. That. Yeah, 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 they did. Right. That,
2: but again, you had I to have leverage, right? You can't play hardball without leverage. Um, so I mean, Eli had the Manning name, right? <laughs> and exactly. just, that's enough leverage right there. That's leverage. And, uh, and obviously, Dion had baseball. Dion and John Elway had baseball. Yeah, and now NIL
0: yep. having. And yeah, that's a good. That's a good point, though. Colin Murray probably could have did something. and He didn't do it.
2: Well, he, well, remember he once the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, he got drafted by the he Oakland. A's in the top A's. ten. Yeah. yeah,
0: he was first player ever. Right, drafted in the top ten of both sports.
2: Yeah, he was. And, yeah. And what are the Cardinals going to do with him? They'd give up for Caleb Williams in Arizona, but would, uh, I would think Caleb and his family would not want any part of the Cardinals. Yeah, who's
0: going to trade for Colin Murray is the question. Because they got to get somebody to trade for them. you can't just cut them once you if you're going to, you go to tank and draft because they'll tank and they'll draft one of the quarterbacks if they get number one overall they'll just draft Caleb Williams uh, whoever gets that pick well and trust
2: me that it'll keep coming out week by week because it'll, it'll be a news headline for clickbait but it's they, oh uh, they're going to keep uh, Kyler Murray on injury reserve he's going to stay on injury reserve they're not bringing him back they're not
0: no no they, no if no.
2: they bring him back no way. risk they risk the uh, because they can get out of this contract after this season. For injury. And uh, I don't think they bring him back this year. But either way, but you're right, who trades for him? Who that's for uh, that's, hey, that oh. comes a lot of baggage.
0: comes a lot of baggage. And I think he's so system-specific. I agree with that. You know, and I think you've got to have the right system for Kyler. I'm not saying he can't be successful, but the right system helps. They thought the air raid system would help. It's got to be some form of that type of system. I just wonder who's going to run that system well, we'll f- and take the chance on him.
2: We'll go behind the burn orange curtain bottom of the hour. You know, one of the under-talked-about stories to this point, we haven't really talked about it even here, Mm-hmm. You know, if you, I know we four weeks in in the NFL, but Baker Mayfield's comeback player of the year. Baker Mayfield's three and one.
0: Uh, Baker Mayfield's playing his best football, yeah. of of his career. Honestly, right now, that's crazy to say, but you're right.
2: He's, and you know, he was in Cleveland, then. I mean, he's just, we know how his career has gone as the former number one overall pick, just like Kyler Murray. But uh, he's playing good football. And The Buccaneers are three one. They are at their uh, bye week, I believe, this week. But uh, you know, and, and Baker's found a spot. And so good for him. He's you know, like that's... the
0: best third down quarterback. Or at least he was like a, a week ago. He was like the best quarterback on third down in the league.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, it was crazy. I mean, he's found a home. He's got, uh, you know, Mike Evans and got, I mean, they got good receivers there. Weapons are, are good, but, you know, it's early yet. But, man, that's, uh, that's a cool story so far to keep an eye
0: on. What I like about it, though, is. He's not getting a lot of media. No, he's not. Play like he's not, not getting doing a lot state of headline commercials anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think honestly, it's kind of helped him. Sure, that he's not in the limelight right now, and he's not you know getting into it with reporters, and he's not going viral for whatever reasons. Not getting into it with Colin Cowherd or whatever the hell. You know what I mean? That he's just it's not a
2: national story now, like he was. Because hey. He came out of Oklahoma, you know, won the Heisman, number one pick immediately State Farm commercials, he and Odell Beckham Jr.'s drama, all that stuff in Cleveland. All that stuff. It
0: was constant drama.
2: Yeah, and and, and he, I think he personally liked
0: it. He did like it. But it was drama. not good for him. Yeah, it was not good for his game. No. But he did like it because sure. he he, he kind of fed on it.
2: He did. <laughs> well, and I guess point of that would be you wonder if Kyler Murray will grow up a little bit during this injury and hearing all the negative chatter and then if they trade him. To move on to somebody else, that would be a message sent. Kyler Murray is still a talented player.
0: Oh no, no doubt. But,
2: but the question for Kyler, for everybody, was: Is he you know, too big of a me guy? Too big of a diva? Can he lead? Um, and you know, the, the height obviously was one. But more, more for me was just, you know, you know, will, will his teammates play for him? Will they play yeah. with him? Will he inspire his teammates to Agreed. play with him? And we know in Arizona, even before the injury, that wasn't happening. He was, a, he was a dynamic player, but wasn't really well liked in that locker the room. The
0: leadership skills he needed to work on. Yeah. And that's something I you know I think that every quarter, we just talked about C.J. Stroud, how at Ohio State he started, you know, having uh, private dinners for all the players on the team and anybody who wanted to come, and now he's hiring a private chef to have the guys over for as many dinners throughout, throughout the week as he can. It's small things, but you're right. It's going to inspire those guys in the locker room. you got to be the alpha of all the alpha males in that locker room to follow you and want to play for you and with you. And I you know, I think he can get there, but Kyle Murray is definitely, you're right, that was definitely not the reports coming out of Arizona.
2: Yeah. Well, I'll play a cut for you that Ty has that uh, C.J. Stroud, we played this earlier in the week on who said that. Who uh, said that? But listen, to C.J. Stroud was asked after their win over Pittsburgh. That's a big win for Houston to mm-hmm. d- dominate the Steelers, a proud franchise like that. And C.J. Stroud was talking about all the, he was asked about all the Steeler fans in the crowd. And then that Texans fans have been embarrassed to wear their Texans gear because the Texans have been such a shame, right? They've been so bad that you, you mentioned your guy Patrick Davis on the afternoon show oh, giving yeah. up his, his fandom. fandom yeah. And I can understand it because <laughs> they were you know poor leadership, poor ownership, Bill O'Brien, Nick East, Jack Easterby. Well, listen to C.J. Stroud. To your point of his leadership and hosting dinners and you know wanting to, to own this locker room, here's C.J. Stroud when asked about do you want Texans fans to be proud to wear the Texans gear
3: that ain't flying from like anybody in this building i want them to know like we find our tails off every day to make sure y'all walk around with texan gear pride like y'all, y'all walk around with that swag that we walk around with when we get a dub um and for me that's i take that real personal because uh, i don't like being bagged on by my teams like when my lakers lose i'll be pissed so <laughs> <laughs> so like i, I tell you, i take that stuff real serious man and it's up to us to to work every day and put the work in and um, like you seen, I mean, them, the Steelers fan came came and they showed out today in our stadium, and we sent them home. Um, and I think our our fans felt the energy, like man, we ain't, we ain't playing today, like from the get go. So um, I just want to say, man, like we gonna keep, like we gonna keep fighting every day, just so y'all can walk around with that swag. Um, I think that's huge, man, for this team. That's something that we want to keep building on. And um, it's a blessing to be able to be in Houston, like a great town uh, with a lot of stuff to do, great people, uh, Southern hospitality to its finest. I and mean, I'm falling in love with the city little by little. So um, it's a blessing.
2: Nice. Yeah, and he wants you to be proud like of wearing that. your Texans gear. I like it. And that's some leadership right there from CJ. yeah. On and off the field and in the locker room. Okay, so uh mm. got that and then you got Dak Prescott. This is a... Fairly, I mean, how about Dak yesterday? Big
0: game, man. Dak, he's got an attitude. Yeah, a chip on his shoulder. I like it.
2: And Dak was asked yesterday, uh, of course, at the media availability, what about last year? Two interceptions, playoff loss, and Dak was like, yeah, it pisses me off. I, mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I am think about it every day. Uh, this is a, this is, there's so much, you I mean, we know that Texas-Oklahoma will be the center stage mm-hmm. game in college football. There is no doubt that Sunday night's game in San Francisco is the center stage game, and it's. You, know, it's none bigger than for Dak Prescott because this is a, and we Brock Purdy will get a lot of love the way he's playing, um, the defense matchup with with the Brock Purdy and that yep. offense. But man, Dak Prescott's even Cowboy fans are kind of going into this game hoping that Dak Prescott plays a strong game here because if he doesn't. And has another rough game, we know what the story will be come Monday.
0: Yeah, and you know you need you're gonna need Dak in this game to, to make some plays. I mean, he's gonna have to put his cape on a couple of times. The San Francisco defense demands it, right? Uh, yes. Of, of a quarterback, is every you know there'll be a couple of third downs, some red zone plays where Dak's got to put his cape on, and you're gonna need that big Dak energy, all right? And if you don't get that big Dak energy on those plays, then San Fran's gonna they're gonna have their way with the Cowboys, and I think Dak Dak's got it. We've seen it. Um, but can he do it against what most people, even his his own owner, is saying is the best team in the NFL right now the San Francisco 49ers? That is the question. Will we get big Dak energy? Uh, that's what we need if you're a Cowboys fan in that matchup versus the 49ers. If you get that, at least, even, if, even if you don't win and Dak plays well, I still think uh, Cowboys fans will feel good about it because I think the defense is going to show up regardless. Yep. Um, whether Dak can show up and be the best, you know, version of himself, that's really the question versus what some people are saying, like I said, maybe the best defense in the league, you know, up, up there with the Cowboys.
2: Well, here is that uh, go back and forth, the media availability with uh, the Cowboys quarterback. Dak, what was the feeling leaving that
3: locker room last January against those guys? I mean, it's obvious. I mean, we're so far past that, to be honest with you, but that's obvious, I mean. You just want to piss me off going in this week, and I appreciate that. I do actually. I do. Um, yeah, appreciate is that, that. Is that. Appreciate lost, that. Is that. Lost drive you guys. I mean, every every day, uh, <laughs> <laughs> every day, every day, time, every day.
0: All right, there you go. Yeah, we almost dropped an F bomb there.
2: Dak's getting prickly, man, because like uh, you know people keep asking about his interceptions, and he's like, he's talking about last year. What are you talking about? What are we talking about? Uh, and but look, Dak yeah. needs to put a good performance on the field. Let's let's be honest about that. In the the the. The three wins for the Cowboys, Dak has been just kind of along for the ride, um, and, and nothing against mm-hmm. it. I thought the Jets game was his best game when he was being decisive and getting the ball out,
0: which is good. That's a really good defense. It is by the way. It so is. It's well, a top we saw five that defense.
2: We saw that against Patrick Mahomes on mm-hmm. Sunday night, right? That's a yep. good defense, and the Cowboys, you know, controlled the ball for 42 minutes. That's the Dak you want. But it, obviously, the, the Niners have knocked the Cowboys out of the playoffs each of the last two Januaries, and Dak has come up small in those games. Um, and the, the you know Kyle Shanahan, your buddy's going to put the spotlight on Dak. They're going to stop the run game. Mm-hmm. Tony Pollard's going to have a hard time uh, with this group and Fred Warner in the middle. And uh, Dak's going to have to make some throws. CD Lamb has to be big. Guy like Jake Ferguson, the big tight end, has got to be big. Brandon Cooks, Michael Gallup. Uh, this is this is a fun football game because we'll we'll do. And I think the national hype will be a lot about the Dallas defense against Brock Purdy and the Niners offense and Christian McCaffrey. Yes. Game will be decided by the Cowboys' offense against that
0: Niners' D. Totally agree with you. Because, no, I, 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 honestly, you could, I could see you know, Dan Quinn's defense you know, stonewalling uh, Shano in the offense a few times, but then the Shano offense breaking through and scoring. I think the scoring will be limited, though, and it, it, whether the Dallas offense can keep up will be the question. And their red zone issues, most like Texas, <laughs> uh, Dallas red zone issues concern me going up against San Fran. Because you're talking about the San Francisco defense is already pretty stout, and you're gonna, they're going to bow their back in the red zone and make it even tougher for the Cowboys to score. And the Cowboys have been struggling to score touchdowns in the red zone. Um, and, that worries me. And they're
2: dealing with some offensive line <sighs> issues. Zach Martin's got a quad. You've got Tyron Smith called iffy by Jerry Jones. Even their backup running back, Rico Dowdle, has uh, got a hip problem that he's dealing with. And you know, so far this year, and I'm the owner, I'm a Tony Pollard owner in two fantasy leagues. Oh, yeah. I don't mind telling you that. And I need him to do more, by the way. Mm-hmm. We step it up. Uh, Rico Dowdle has been the more explosive running back of the two. When you see Rico get he's a... good player. I mean, he's... Uh, and it's not like Tony Pollard's been bad, but when you see Rico get the ball, man, he... Different gear. Yeah, it's a different gear. Yes, it is. Uh, and I don't know if he's going to play in this game. That'll mean it falls to Deuce Vaughn. And this is where that running back depth we talked about all offseason... You know, who's going to – because you got to be able to run the ball. I mean, it can't be all on Dak, or you're going to mm-hmm. be in trouble against that defense in San Francisco. All right, so two feature games, man. The, the, the biggest brands in Texas are going uh, head head. center stage, man. Be center man. stage with opportunity games. Coming back, Rod will take us behind the burn orange curtain, talk Texas, the deep dive thoughts, the matchups. Uh, advantage, which side. Also, the the, the the trends that are developing in this game. Also, for the end of the hour, we'll go off the record. Stories maybe you've missed, but you need to hear because everyone's going to be talking about them for the end of the hour on Hook'Em Up.
1: Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers, Hook'Em Up. 101.9 AM 1260, The Horn.
2: Yeah, Horn has you covered Friday and Saturday for Texas OU Weekend. The uh, what is it? The, the street fight, Ross. State Fair Street Fight, baby. State Fair could be the South Dallas Street Fight too. I like that State Fair Street Street Fight uh, Friday. Remember, we will be live uh, Friday afternoon at Terry Black's Barbecue West side of downtown. Deep Ellum, they call that area. Deep Ellum in Dallas is still on Main Street, though. So you just get on Main Street in uh, downtown Dallas, you'll end up at Terry Black's. And uh, we're going to be there 3 to 7. Our friends at Inside Texas will be there doing a live stream and then joining us for a roundtable discussion until about 7 o'clock. Uh, Rod and Patrick, myself, Ty, Ty. I don't know if Ty's going to make it. Ty doesn't look well in there. Mm,
3: Ty's no, Gina. Ty needs to rest up. <laughs> Ty yeah. needs to sleep. You need to get better, man.
1: In, in Getting cold coming here soon. So. Yes,
3: nice.
0: Good. But, okay, hey, yeah. Last
1: time, last time I went to Deep Elm, um, I got into almost got into a, a street fight, a South Dallas street fight. Surprising, right see, a, I told with you. a bouncer coming after me. That's never Ooh, a good idea. Going yeah. out in Dallas is a lot different than going out in Austin.
2: You know, oh, bouncers. Are, the, yeah. You don't just kind of um, Dallases luck into possibly. a bouncer job, right? You don't just like wander. In a, you, you you're a bouncer because you
0: like you like to fight, and you're good at it, and you're good at it, or you're intimidated. You maybe you don't like to fight, but you're good at He'd it. He
1: chased me down the street. Well, he likes to fight.
0: <laughs> he chased you down the street. He's ready to fight somebody. What'd you do to this man? You know what? One no, my, don't incriminate oh, yourself. Okay.
1: Please defend. I didn't. Okay, so I walked up to a bar. It was before my sister, I was going out with my sister and one of her friends. It was before she was 21. So she okay. had a, her and her friend had a fake ID. And of course. Her friend got in, and then my sister didn't get in. And as a joke, I was like, oh, like, you know, we were, we were all walking out. I was like, oh, I guess it's not a family establishment. No, he's like, oh, yeah, get out of here. All you are is chump change. And then I called him chump change back. <laughs> and then I jokingly told the police officers, I was like, yeah, like, look out for that guy. Yeah, He's a little bit of a wild one. And then I called him chump change one more time and he ran down the street. And
0: the- In front of the police?
1: The police- Pepper sprayed him right as he was oh, maybe he's not talking back dancer. on me. Oh,
0: he's a terrible bouncer. And then
1: they—that's bad. I talked some more trash. They told me <laughs> to keep walking, or I wasn't get it too. So, likes um, to
0: fight guy. That's exactly who he was. Likes to fight Ty too. Likes to fight. Ty.
1: <laughs> I wasn't trying to fight this guy. He oh, yeah, he man. just me. Go
0: on. He got this is just trash. This is smack talk. Come on, I, I was, was ready. Smack ready talk. I was
1: ready to get my ass kicked right then and there. But hey,
2: Ty's uh,
0: not afraid of a fight. We know that. Yeah,
2: Deep Ellum Ty is. Was I, I said West Side. Deep, Deep Ellum's East Side. I get that confused. But yeah, East, east Side. He, he, because it's, it's on Main Street. Come on down there. Uh, and that's brought to you by One Source Gas, OneSourceGasATx.com. All of your compressed gas needs are going to help us out. We'll be there. We want you to have a cool spot to come hang out on, on a, what's going to be a beautiful Friday. Uh, talk Texas OU, have some amazing barbecue, drink some cold ones, and uh, enjoy that. And we'll oh, get yeah. you ready for that game. That's going to be 3 to 7 uh, mm. in Deep Elm there, Main Street in Dallas, uh, from 3 to 7. Brought to you by One Source Gas of Austin and Central Texas. And Rob, right then on Saturday. We'll be out at the Field House at the crossover get for on. our watch party. You and I will host the pregame, and then we'll be starting about nine o'clock, and kick off at eleven. And we will be ready to go. Fieldhouse at the crossover in Cedar Park—that's where we were for the Alabama game—and maybe a little too hot to be outside at the Field House that day. But this one's going to be perfect for <sighs> Texas and OU and the big theater screen Ooh. and the. Uh, bring all your kids; they can run around and play pickleball, and you know, get in the sand volleyball and everything spot. that's going on there while watching the game while enjoying cold Bud Lights. And uh, great food. It's a great, great time there at Fieldhouse at the Crossover. So Friday in Dallas, Saturday here, Rod.
0: Mm-hmm. I love the Fieldhouse. It's such a great spot. So much room, so much space. Great place to watch a big game, and this is the biggest game. And it's cool. I was there,
2: the <laughs> last time you and I were there, was A&M was playing Miami. Sorry, Aggies. And then Texas was the playing Texan-Bama, Alabama. Yeah. And there was a stretch there because the, the, the Miami game was delayed, so it was longer, and it ran into the Texas game almost, and still plenty of room. Crowd. I mean, they can handle a big crowd. That's the and parking is simple there, and that's yep. the other part about Terry Black's barbecue in Deep Ellum, Rod. Parking,
0: parking, parking.
2: Yep. You know, when you're downtown. You know, you can probably Uber if you're staying staying in a hotel downtown on Friday. Just Uber on over or whatever, or walk down the block. But either way, if you uh, if you drove, you can park at, at Terry Black's. They've got their own parking lot, and there's a public lot across the street. Uh, So, yes, come join us Friday and then Saturday. It's Texas OU for the 119th time. With that in mind, let's go behind the burnt orange curtain. And they were all asking themselves the same question. What is behind that curtain?
0: Uh, Of course, uh, behind the burnt orange curtain this week, a lot of Texas OU discussion. And um, there are a few trends that I have uh, picked out and singled out from the Texas OU game from the last few decades, last two or three decades and it's interesting to see how these trends uh, seem to uh, come to fruition year after year um, and I think a lot of these are favoring Texas this season. The first is about quarterback. Um, quarterback obviously is, is important, most valuable position, most important position in football on either side but in the Texas OU game, experienced quarterbacks uh, tend to do a lot better than the quarterbacks who don't have experience in this particular game. The Texas Texas OU game is so unique in terms of the, the stands being split uh, 50-50. Um, it's in a neutral location. That neutral location is the Texas State Fair, right? uh, and you have two uh, very heated and hated rivals going after one another in Texas and Oklahoma. So the momentum shifts in the game can be strange and unique. We talked about this on the On Texas Football live uh, live stream last night. You know, as a former player playing in that Texas OU game, I can tell you that the The momentum shifts are are palpable and they're so extreme. Just because you could almost feel the disappointment from one side of one fan base, and then you can uh, hear and feel the overwhelming joy when big plays happen from the other side. And that's why when there is a momentum shift, you can uh, you can feel it. It is every Longhorn fan remembers a bad momentum shift against them, and they also remember good momentum shifts where it feels like, oh man, actually. The tide's turning for our team. The Jackson, uh, sorry, the uh, the jo- Jordan Shipley punt return for a touchdown kick return. kick return sorry in that game kick return for a touchdown that was a big moment big shift uh, in the momentum in that game held the caleb williams fourth down a couple of years ago where he ends up scrambling for a touchdown at, on a fourth down conversion where texas just couldn't get him stopped and he ends up going 60 plus yards for a touchdown and really starts to swing the momentum for oklahoma uh, even though texas had the largest lead they've ever had in a texas oklahoma game uh, and rod do you remember that up.
2: game that uh Having been at it live, Texas was still in control, but then when you could feel Oklahoma coming back, they hit the big (laughs) 50-50 play to Marvin Mims in the the corner of the end zone, a big deep (laughs) ball. But then, to your point about the fans, Oklahoma kept kicking off to Texas after they'd score in this comeback, and Xavier Worthy, the Longhorns' young freshman receiver at the time, was returning punts, Mm -hmm. returning the kickoff, and he kept fielding it like eight yards deep right in the Oklahoma end, and he would bring it out. And you would hear the entire Longhorn side groan, like "Oh, don't do it!" And then the the, the Oklahoma, even on a, this, is on a kickoff return,
0: mm-hmm, I remember. And
2: everyone in the stadium knows that Xavier, don't, 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 don't bring it out. And as he comes out, he gets tackled to like the ten yard line. And once again, Texas, who's trying to hold on to this lead and stay alive, mm-hmm. is backed up in Oklahoma territory. Then there, so, with that crowd, <laughs> with that crowd going nuts. That's exactly what you're talking about, and it's mm-hmm. so on point that. Like no other game you'll go to, does that impact how the game goes? Because everyone in the stadium knew Oklahoma had been down there. Fans were decimated. The fans, Spencer Rattler, had been benched. And they willed them. I mean, they, they, they did. And the Texas fans yeah. getting aggravated. You could hear them uh, 50,000 crowds. The, the
0: size and uh, the crowd. Uh, right, uh, yeah, yeah, it is. I told, and it's, it, and it, you've and been on the field can, to hear it. Yeah, you can. Like say. And I think in the stands, you can feel it. And I think on the sidelines, you can feel it, uh, that momentum shift. And it's just because everything is so unique. And yeah, they end up being, the, you know, even though Texas had that lead that game, Logan fans, every one of y'all and every one of us, we all felt it like, man, something weird. It's happening. I don't. I don't like this. We got a big lead, so and that turns out to be the biggest lead they've ever had, and they lost in the Texas OU game because they came back and won. And I felt that shift too. Thank you, Texas, for reminding me. Not just a former player. You have a pick six. Yeah, I remember the pick six. I remember this is a great. You know what? This is the best. One of the best examples of the momentum shift. We, I, I returned to pick six in that game, and it was an awesome moment that in my life. 14, three. Made it 14 3. Yep. We go up. I'm pretty sure I'm thinking to myself, man, we're going to beat Oklahoma, and I'm going to be a big reason why. It's about time. But it's still, it's right before halftime. And I want to say there's a couple of minutes before halftime right when I score that that pick six. And not even a chance to go back on the field. We talking about just the kick return, all right? The kickoff return on the next play after the PAT. They return it. Oh, I forget how many yards, but deep into our uh, our territory, now, I want to say we were in the red zone, and Texas it end up letting them score right before the half, and all the momentum that that we got from my pick six, all of it vanished. It vanished in like two plays. Well, we had it, it for we had it for for it looked like we were going to have it for the rest of the half, and then keep it going into the second half, and we didn't. Oklahoma took it right back, and that's the lesson. That if there is a momentum shift before it before it, it becomes something that's overwhelming, and before you get that 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 tide shift completely, you do have a chance to stop that momentum shift before it gets going before it gets steamrolling and snowballing downhill. Yeah. And Oklahoma did it to me. They did it to us.
2: And, and you're a great example. If if your kick coverage comes out and stuffs them back inside the twenty oh, yard line. Oh man. After just throwing a pick six.
0: Oh, crowd's going
2: crazy. Yes. Oklahoma's
0: groaning and moaning. Quarterback's
2: and... not confident. You oh. just threw it. rod B just took his lunch.
0: Man. Lunch oh. money. Took it, man. They took, instead yeah.
2: they get the ball way deep in their territory. The quarterbacks, you know, and that's And again, that's in every game. But in this game, if you've not been... Once you're there, you sense it. You feel it. Uh, It is... It's, it's,
0: and that's important I, on play calling, too. So when oh. they hit that momentum shift, the coaches, they should know this and go, man, before it snowballs, we got to take it back. Let's take it back. Let's take it back. All
2: right, aggressive play. Do this? something.
0: I, Let's take it back.
2: I remember you. I, what year did you graduate? 2002. 2002. So the o3 game, Vince Young's first start in that game. Oh, yeah. The Adrian Peterson 200-yard game.
0: Ooh, yeah.
2: The crowd, so Bob Stoops and Oklahoma kept bringing this corner blitz that Vince still hasn't seen. <laughs> Right, the, And that was the game. I think the game ended 12-3. to 3. It was a defensive game. Oh, yeah, that was a Yeah. But as the corner blitz would come again, the entire Texas crowd would go, Oh, hey, man, blitz! man <laughs>
3: They're
2: coming again! And he never would see it. coming <laughs> again! They're coming! Because you could just see it. Here
0: he comes again.
2: Oh, man, what a game. Adrian Peterson was just unbelievable as a true freshman.
0: Who was the and corner on that team? Was that Derek Strait still on might, that team? I think
2: it might have been Derek Strait. Dude, Derek Strait was of, a hell of a corner. From Austin, Austin. Texas. Yeah,
0: he was a hell of a corner, man. Here did, he did comes he... again. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, so funny! And then uh, they lost, and then of course Vince came back, beat them oh four and oh five, and they won the national championship there and go, got man. the last laugh. Oh, yeah, the, that crowd, man! I can I can think of so many. Uh, you mentioned the Jordan Shipley kick return in the forty five thirty five game, and gosh, uh, just so many. And that for so yeah. And Longhorn fans and listeners who have been going to this game since the eighties, they remember them. over and over. I've only started going when with Stoops and and Mac Brown mm. in the late nineties and beyond. But uh, yeah. And, and the, every game, there's four or five of those plays. It is.
0: Exactly. Play. And they honestly kind of determine the game a lot sure of the time, depending sure. on where they well, are.
2: Well, last year, there was really never... Yeah, nah, yeah. nah, yeah. nah. So <laughs> <they> <laughs> It was not. There well, wasn't really one. They didn't
0: put up a fight. It was a Texas uh, a State Fair Street fight, except there was only one side fighting. And that was... And that was the Texas fight.
1: Um, um,
0: okay, real quick, I, I want to give these trends, and then we got carried away talking about this. So real quick, uh, the experience, more experienced quarterback... Always uh, does better than the less experienced quarterback in this game. Not talking about overall. We're talking about the quarterback that has played and started the Texas OU game since 1990. First-time quarterbacks versus the experienced quarterback in the Texas OU game. uh, There are only four of them that have been able to pull off a dub as a first-time quarterback going against an experienced Texas OU quarterback. Spencer Rattler, Jalen Hurts, Justin Fuente, and Sam Bradford. That's it. (laughs) That's the list. That's the list. So so that's good. That's a good trend for Texas because uh, Quinn started last year and it's one of the best games that uh, Quinn Ewers has ever had in his career at Texas, and Dylan Gabriel did not start last season because he was dealing with an injury. Uh, Also, uh, the rushing battle. We know this from years of watching this game. It's a line of scrimmage game, as my man uh, Jeff Hall always calls it, the winner of the rushing battle since 1999, 21-2-1 uh, one in this contest. So, yeah, win the lines of scrimmage, win the rushing battle, and turnover. Turnover's big in any football game, especially in this game, though. Since 2000, teams that have won the turnover margin, 14-7. and seven. And Love Texas it. has won the turnover margin eight of the last nine meetings. There you go.
2: Feels like Texas has the advantage of quarterback as they got one that has played in it. They also are the better mm-hmm. running team on the ground with Jonathan Brooks off of three three straight great games and uh, turnovers. We'll see. Both teams are pretty mm-hmm. good in that mark, that category. We That's come true. back. It's off the record, including, do you know what uh, we get every day for 50 days starting today, Rod? Every day. Oh, I don't know 50 what 50 days. Is. I'm going to tell you that coming back <laughs> on Off the Record. Coming next.
0: D.D. Mega doo I'm sorry, Mango.
2: Once it's turned on, the sign will spell out Deli Cat Essen.
1: Well, I don't get, I get a break day in comb. Well, congratulations. Continue good sex in the sex in the big east. Thank you, Jimmy. And boom goes the dynamite. It's time for another edition of Off the Record.
0: Do it live! I can I'll write it
2: and we'll do it live! And thing sucks! All right, Rod, every day on this, the 4th of October, for the next 50 days, 50 days in a row, we will have a college or pro football game on every day. Hold up, what? Either a college or pro NFL football game every day for the next 50 days.
0: How's that possible?
2: I guess action. we're going to the, uh, Maction's they play Tuesday, on Tuesday.
0: Tuesday, Wednesday night action. Is that, so matching is Tuesday and Wednesday? Yep. Okay. And then Thursday, we got Thursday night NFL, Monday night NFL. Friday, I guess. We, now they're playing college football games on Friday, which I know a lot of coaches don't like because it messes up with recruiting. 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 Well, including K-State
2: and Oklahoma State this week.
0: Yeah, that's weird. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Fifty days, days
2: in a row. So hey,
0: I'm not complaining. That's not complaining about having sex fifty days in a row. Who would complain? It's not I mean, yeah, I'm not complaining. It I might mean, be might
2: it, be action level, but it was still exactly. maxion.
0: Right? It may get a little redundant. You may run out of some uh positions unless you got the Kama Sutra, but it's still all good. <laughs> you know? It's all good. I'll take it.
2: Oh man. Have
0: you ever had it fifty days in a row? No. Ty. You ever had 50 days in a row? I don't even get lucky. What's your uh, longest streak of intimacy? Straight. Probably 50 days.
1: Probably. I, I mean, may, a maybe a hiccup in there. I
0: probably, I probably, yeah, I probably in my college days, I probably hit to at least 30.
1: <laughs> Dang.
0: At least 30, yeah, so, 30 straight. Yeah. yeah, During COVID? <laughs> there it wasn't,
1: it wasn't anything else to do.
0: What else are you going to do during COVID?
2: Good thing you had a That's girlfriend a during COVID. What if you had nobody? Yeah. That would have sucked.
0: That <laughs>
2: That's why I got a girlfriend right <laughs> at the beginning.
0: Yeah, you need a COVID girlfriend at least, man. I mean,
2: you were stuck for like a COVID year companion. and companion. Yeah, I like that. That's interesting. Yeah. I, I don't, I mean, unless it's like on vacation or something, it's not going to be every day.
0: <laughs> you know, you're not talking about marathon stuff here. We're talking about a oh, nine know. little quick. You know what I mean? Boom, boom, boom. Now, All now, right,
2: Rod. What do you have off the record today? Right.
0: Uh, that was off the record, actually. Uh, <laughs> that was definitely off the record. I said, I said, Ty, a couple of pieces of sound. So first piece of sound is from the Pat McAfee show. Uh, Ty mentioned this earlier, and we found the audio. Uh, you got this, Ty. This is Aaron Rodgers taking a shot, going to hit, he- going heel turn here, taking a shot at Travis Kelsey, and he knows the Swifties not gonna like it.
1: I didn't have a crazy game, and. Uh, you know, Mr. Pfizer, we kind of shut him down a little bit. He <laughs> didn't have, you know, his like crazy impact game. Obviously, he had, you know, some yards and stuff. But wow, I felt like for the most part, you know, we played really tough on defense, especially the last three
0: quarters. Mr. Pfizer, he is referring to Travis Kelsey. Sure, because doesn't he have like a, a commercial for the vaccine? Yeah, like the vaccine of uh, commercial, flu shot kind of combo, flu thing. shot combo thing. Yeah, whatever. So yeah, Mr. Pfizer. <laughs> Mr. So that's a hit. trust me. He know he knows the Swifties. They have now. Taking Kelsey into, you know, basically he's into their community. Now, he's part of their community now. That is who Taylor Swift is dating. So, basically, he's the patriarch of the community for the time being. Man, they're going to come after Aaron Rodgers now. They're coming after you, A-Rod. They're coming after you. Hey, so you know.
2: Uh, off the record, Rod, This is I always like this day in history stuff because today is National Taco Day. We'll pick that up.
0: <laughs> Chance has 35 days. Two, nice. 35. Ooh, there you go, Chance. There you go. Start a streak, start a streak, guys! Start a streak. It's fun.
2: Like in the uh, start a streak. the OSHA sign. We have, <laughs> yeah. we have gone twelve straight days without an
1: injury. Without an <laughs>
0: there
1: you go. Hey, but if you're if you're counting the days, you're not doing it right.
0: Uh, yes, yeah, true. I'm not
1: like I, I've never been in bed at the end of the night with my girlfriend or girl and just been like, all right, well, well so we got. It's, if you're
0: single, it's, it's like, been
1: thirty days in a row. We got to do it tonight. If like,
0: you're single, that's the death of Roman County. Because you are single, well, you are different ladies. Way back in it's the day, four different have, ladies in your some street.
2: Of, some of you listeners will remember this. There back right. in the like in the uh, the 2000s, Bucky and I were doing the show, and we had a guy that would call in, and he would tell us that his wife would they would have relations every day, twice, morning that's and awesome. afternoon.
0: That's fantastic. Morning and night, morning and oh, night. Where and, is and this of, guy?
2: And is and he was, dead? I know. And, and so we were like, <laughs> like rightfully skeptical. We we're like, hey, come on, man. I am. That's that's, a, that's <laughs> a, you, this is your imagination you're talking about here. So. What do you know? He she calls in. No confirms way. Confirms it. What? Yep, confirms it.
0: She confirms that it's twice in twice the morning and at night. night. Guaranteed. That, who's initiating this? Is it her every time? Or that's he, what
2: she said. She who says, initiates? She says this isn't just. This isn't about him. It's about me. Wow. I need to get my.
0: She's. Oh man. <laughs>
2: Dude, and he married so like, the right, right, right one. Good for I you. I don't even remember the guy's name, but he's a legend. He's you a, he's are a legend, in the sir. Hall of
0: fame. You are in the hall of fame. Good for you. Wow, damn! Is. It was her. She was the aggressor and the
3: initiator. Damn.
2: i you know and she was you very lucky bold about S-O-B. it. She was like, "Yeah, don't keep calling him lucky. I'm
0: the lucky one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting mine." That's to get smart. Oh, I like that. I like it when a woman's aggressive. Good for her. Yeah, Good man. for her, man. Get, get yours. Yeah.
2: We'll we'll pick up the uh, this day because that was better. Uh, and when is Rod going to start his marathon of naked attraction? I believe that's going to be during the bye week next week. he will start some <laughs> naked well, attraction.
0: I I heard from a little report from what you told me, uh, Eric Raines, uh, that it may not be the the sort. The, the, it may not be the show I think it is. It may not be for my palate. May not you know
2: be we'll see. We'll see. But you, open to but it. But you still have to try and then let us know. Okay, I'll try to it. try it, and I'm if you don't it. like it, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. Eric Raines told us it opens up with one lady, and then eight dudes with their you know what in your face, and you're like, ah. It's a, lot of, a lot of junk
0: shots. It's a lot of junk shots in there, and I'm like, eh, you know, I'm not opposed, but i like, I don't want to be inundated. <laughs> with what, junk it would have hooked
2: you. They started the other way. One guy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Can't start off with that. No, oh. I meant
2: i got I to wade through the uh, sausage to get to the good part.
0: Oh. We'll be back. <laughs> this sausage festival. All right. Uh,
2: we're going back to sports at some point. Yes, we're also going to do a set list ATX next hour. Who said that next hour? Come on. Ride with us all the way to 11 o'clock.